With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, all right, the Yager celebration this weekend, uh, I know that you're particularly excited for this. You were, you know, uh, omnipresent during those years around those players. Mm -hmm. And you even took Yager on a shopping spree when he was just a kid. (laughs) He's just a boy. He was 18. (laughs) Yeah, that was unreal. He came to the airport, and um, I, you know, I, I got to meet him there. We had a camera there, uh, and you know, Badger Bob Johnson was there, the coach, and Craig Patrick, and all those people. We just met him, and then the next day, I got in a KDK van, and we went out, and uh, we picked up Jags and his mom, and uh, a member of the Nemec family, where he billeted for that first year. Uh, folks of Czech descent who uh, you know kept him under wraps for. A year or so uh and off to ross park mall we went and uh you know you'd always heard stories about people behind the iron curtain not being able to buy jeans yeah and right. i thought that was a bit of an exaggeration but i'll tell you he was excited to go to a place where he could buy nice blue jeans and he got a nice blue jean jacket <laughs> and a couple pairs of jeans and then he went to a record store and uh i said what kind of you know i asked him to ask him what kind of music he likes he goes metal Bon Jovi. He was a Bon Jovi fan at the the age of, but he was such a teenager. Like he was kind of Americanized pretty quickly. And uh, I remember Scotty Bowman had a phrase for the European players, you know, especially the ones from behind the iron curtain who would come to North America to play hockey. He called it lifestyle orgasm. And uh, I, I don't necessarily think Yags was totally in that category, but if you think about it, like he, he had to have a nice car. He drove real fast. He had a ton of tickets. Phil Bork says yeah. he opened up his glove box one time and a bunch of tickets fell out. <laughs> I mean, it's and really he'd just kind of rip them up, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd tear them up and not worry about it. And I'll tell you a funny story, guys. This is a good story because I went down to Three River Stadium one night for a Monday night football, and uh, I came out after the game. You know, it's pretty late. You know how uh, around the time those games end. And I come down to the old gate A at Three River Stadium, and Yags is standing there. And he goes, Staggy, they tow my car. I said, well, where did you park? He goes, right there. And he pointed right to where the, the ambulance is. And, you know, the truck. <laughs> it was great. So I said, well, we got to find out where they took it, Yags. Because I, I knew about the pound on West Liberty Avenue. Right. Because I had to go there a couple times. But, um, <laughs> But I didn't know about the one on Mount Washington. So they said it's up on Mount Washington. So I don't know how. I guess because of, there was a police presence there and stuff, we were able to find out where it was and if someone could help him get his car back. So instead of waiting till the oh, next that's day, hilarious. I, I drove him up to Mount Washington. They opened the gate for him. He went in and got his car. The next day I went to the rink, and he didn't say a word to me about it. <laughs> Wait, where the hell is that? <laughs> he acted the... like it never happened. Where's the pound on Mount Washington? I lived it's, there for three years. There. I never saw a pound. Yeah, there's there's a place up there to, they, where they take cars that are towed. Because I, I, I was there, I don't, and I don't remember exactly where it was, but I know there's one on 51. But uh, did he have a vanity yeah. plate? Because he seems like the kind of guy that would have definitely had a vanity plate. I don't remember him having a vanity plate, but I uh, there is a video of him pulling in 
uh, to the rink in an unbelievably nice Mercedes convertible, like a, one of the smaller, I think an SCL or whatever it is, the, the little two-seater, you know, it looked really nice. And uh, he had, I think he bought a more American car when he first started uh, with the Penguins, like a Trans Am or something like that, you know. Staggy, I'm doing a piece for the Trib tomorrow that's going to run where I interviewed a bunch of Yager's former teammates about the moment that they knew. Like, at what point, when did you know that you were dealing with a different animal here, that Yager was going to be not just a good young player but a Hall of Famer, a, a cut above? What was that moment of realization for you? Was it at any point before the big goal against the Blackhawks in game one of 92? Did you remember a practice, a game, a goal, a shift, something like that that resonated with you in that regard? Well, it really, I think it started um, really the first year uh, when he scored a big goal against the New Jersey Devils to win a game in overtime. Game was game two of that series. Against yeah, New that's Jersey. what Tags that a- told me about this goal, too. Yeah. That was a huge goal because it was a big moment. Like, see, the, see one thing, you can have a, a player who's gifted and has all the qualities of a great player, but it's, that flair for the dramatic, that ability to rise to the occasion, that's something that we saw in the playoffs in that first year. And, and when you look through the, the barriers that he broke through that year to become uh, a, a really good player in his rookie year, uh, that's, that's you know, I looked at, I found a, a, an old hockey news magazine where they rank all the, the guys in, that are coming up in that draft. He was ranked sixth in there. He wasn't in the top five. The Penguins took him fifth overall. And it said under there, you know, he might be the best player in the draft. So there was people, there were people saying that. But, you know, he obviously he was the best person in that draft. And the Penguins I kind of felt that they were getting the best player. But you never really know. Uh, and, and it was, I think, I think the fact that he came to the Penguins who were ripe for, for doing great things as a team uh, was a really, really good thing for Yager. Because a lot of times, guys who go that high in the draft go to teams that, that suck right so he didn't he went to a, a good team a really good team the penguins and, and so he was able to kind of develop in that environment with other great players around him and that is a huge factor i think and why his development accelerated the way it did and uh, he had good coaching too you know badger bob was a great coach uh rick kehoe really helped him with his shot he couldn't shoot the puck very well when he first got here he didn't know how to snap it and uh, take that, but then he ended up becoming a guy that had like 400 shots one year. Uh, <laughs> so, so he, I think, really quickly developed into a uh, a superstar. But he was definitely a star for those first two years. And maybe superstar status came when he scored that goal against Chicago. I mean, quirky, I guess, is a good way to describe Yager during his playing days and beyond. He's not your average person, like irrespective of hockey he just seems to kind of march to a different beat no doubt i mean he's not married he's 52 years old you know he's like the the eternal teenager or something you know but you know he's very deep thinker like he's he's really really intelligent and very emotional and you know the very fact that he would wear number 68 in honor of his grandfather who was also named yarmir yager who was imprisoned and died in prison as a result of protesting against the Soviets who marched in with 500,000 troops into Prague uh, back in 1968. And, and Yager was, was cool enough to put a picture of Ronald Reagan in his school book because he had heard Reagan's speech about tearing down the wall. That speech was in 1987, and in 1989 they did tear down the wall. And there were really remnants of communist uh, control even in 1991 when he was in Pittsburgh because I, I read that they didn't even really – uh, all the Soviet troops uh, didn't really leave Prague until 1991. So 
uh, that was very, very personal for him. And, and uh, the fact that he would wear that number and I think tells you that he's a, a broad thinker, you know, he's not just uh, some jock, you know, and, and I think now he speaks on behalf of politicians in, in Chechia. And I'm telling you right now, if Yager ran for president of Czech, of the Czech Republic or Chechia, he'd probably win. He's a, he's a national hero there. Well, it's not the Czech Republic anymore, right? This is in called Chechia. 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 Catch yeah. Um, all right. So we'll all be forgiven, you think. Uh, like, obviously, the fans who are going to be there are going to be ecstatic about this. But this seems to, once and for all, sort of solidify his status as, you know, a beloved Pittsburgh Penguin. Does 66 feel that way? Yeah, I think everybody does. You know, and Mario wanted them to come back. I think back when he went to the Flyers, and that was a hockey decision. A lot of people were insulted by that. You know what? Did Mario? Did Mario it. think that was like that he had been played because no. Yarger was because no, that was the that was a, a popular talking point back then. Is that he felt like was. Yager played him for leverage? I agree, and that's not what he did. Because really, what he did was he made a hockey decision, which was you know again another indication of the way he is. He knew that Malkin and Crosby both tended to work the half wall on the power play, which he's always worked his entire career. And he knew that at the end of his career, that was going to be a big part of the contribution he could make to any team would be on the power play. Boy, maybe even on the power play of the Penguins now. I wouldn't even be surprised. If you put him on the Penguins power play right now, he might actually make a difference. That's how good he was at it. Or how and, bad we and, are at uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Get him yeah, to the 29th yeah, in the league. Exactly. <laughs> we were, exactly. The 30th, I think. All right. So, anyway, I, I think, um, no, that was a hockey decision. But here's the big thing. When he left Pittsburgh, he was the fr- he may be the only guy to have been traded after winning a scoring championship. I'd like to look through the annals of all sports and find out if that ever happened before, maybe the NBA or something like that. But he won the scoring championship and was traded to the Washington Capitals, and for, the Penguins got a lot of money in that deal. They probably would have gotten more money if they could have. But you have to realize how sick the business of hockey was at that time, and the Penguins were in bankruptcy, and they were headed for a, a real fall in the NHL. I mean, they lost the entire season trying to fix that system. And Yarmer was a victim of that. I think he would have been a penguin for life had that, those situations not, um, you know, become such a problem. And, you know, the penguins had to trade him for obvious reasons because of mining and all those things. But um, he would have been, a, I think he would have worn a penguin jersey for life uh, if, if under normal circumstances. If we had a salary cap and the right system back then, like we have now. Paul Steyerwald, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.